You're listening to the Vancouver Mixtape. Produced live every Sunday night at CJSF 90.1 FM Burnaby, Campus Community Radio from Simon Fraser University, where we broadcast on the unceded ancestral territory of the Coquitlam, Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh. We stream online at cgsf.ca. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Find podcasts of our programs on our website or SoundCloud. Uh, this is the Vancouver Mixtape. I am Jesse. And I'm Jamie. Uh, we're on all those places, too. And today we are joined in studio by Cortico. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. How you doing? Hello. Uh, very happy to As have you in the studio. Excellent mic technique, fellas. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We, 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 we learned quick. We learned quick. Uh, we are going to chat about... Oh, nice. Get some ASMR in there. Uh, and chat about the new record, Aeolia, which I hope I pronounced right. We'll talk yes, about that. Yes, and excellent. More after a, uh, what I've been told is a short song called Storm by Cortica.
Storm by Cortico from the new record Aeolia here on the Vancouver Mixtape. And they're in studio with us live, or at least I think three quarters of the group yep. are, are here in studio. Uh, why don't we go around and introduce ourselves? Michael here, guitar player. Um, Michael also, Michael McDermott, drum player. And Sean, keyboards. So we're missing bass, I want to say. We are. Right? We are. And on the album is a fellow named Rick Clark, played with us uh, for a long time. And uh, he, he, he is now Des McDonald, who is a former DJ here up at CJSF. There you go. We're going to get into some former CGSF ties here in a second. But first, congratulations on the record. Thank you. record number one, new project. How are you you feeling about it? About a month. A month into its release into the the world. Uh, It's a relief. (laughs) (laughs) It was, uh, I think, an accomplishment to get 12 songs out in the amount of time that we did. And... It feels good to have that kind of, for me anyways, maybe behind us just a little. I know um, it felt good to track all those stuff at that point for me. The songs we've been working on getting down recorded for a long time. So it's like finally getting them down in a nice studio was like very, very relieving, I think. And I just, I'm feeling great about it just being out and... Now we're moving forward and getting to like write more and sort of sort of progress our sound a bit from what it what it sort of led up to being in like four years of trying to put these together. So Well and there's yeah. that whole there's that whole thing where like you you play the songs in rehearsal space, you write them together, and then you record them and listen back and you're like this sounded a little different than I thought it would. And, and like, did, did you find that you're you I guess consume your own music differently than when you were just playing and writing it at first yeah and i think also when you go into the studio it becomes more written like you always like consolidate your sort of ideas like because you know you're gonna have to lay it down and you might have to play it 20 times so you better know exactly what you're going to be playing whereas if you're playing like rehearsing you don't really necessarily have to peg all those things down you're sort of still trying to you know yeah like put the song forward and make it better so you're not set on staying the same way but then you got to sort of make those decisions and sometimes they're tough decisions like what am i going to do in all those parts and then so i feel like always when you walk out of the studio you've laid everything down the next couple shows it's more solid than ever you know because you've just like really you've made all those decisions and just yeah yeah, one of the, one of the things I wish we did was play a show like right after we recorded, but we did not do that. It we was were, in the works. We tried to do it, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, we recorded it over the August long weekend, and um, yeah, it was great, great experience. Do you enjoy recording? Like, do you enjoy the act of going into studio, or is it does it feel like like work? Or bo- it was I mean, my it can be first both. time recording yeah. at yeah. all. I, I had a great time. Yeah, um, music. I think feels a bit like work, but I enjoy laboring. <laughs> so I enjoy music writing, composition, the creating process, and the recording process. It, it kind of was all a whole package for me and something that I enjoyed and want to keep doing. Michael was like so happy in the studio. He was like v- having a very good time. And like he, I think he was putting in a lot of effort into making his parts really good. And, you know, and he actually was like a champ in there like i've been in the studio lots and we would go in for overdubs you know after the fact and he would lay them down first take 
So I I was very impressed. And same with same with Sean. He had like he'd have to do an overdub. He'd be like, okay, let's do this. Let's hit this. Roll it. Take two takes, one take, and be done. So we, anytime we did actually actually have to do an overdub, they happened very quickly and. And like we didn't have to do it that many anytime, most times anyway, because we got it on the, the you know the time where we all played together. So you, the majority of the recording happened sort of live off the floor yeah, in that did, sense, yeah. just like yeah, playing yeah. together. And, and I, I think you can hear that in the music because you're you're all sort of, for lack of a better term, grooving together. Right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it I was think- only. Th- I think it was like four days, four nights. We had to record the twelve songs. Oh, so really? It was. Yeah. It did happen very quickly. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit nerve wracking at the beginning, thinking, "Are we going to be able to get them all down?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know we're supposed to be talking about this record, but I, I think the question was, did we have a good time? And I think we had such a good time that we're actually looking forward to getting back into the studio. We're like talking about May, like, like we're now after pulling these songs together after. Um, four years of like incubation. Now we're getting into this process where the next iteration of five songs is going to be like much quicker. They're like basically almost done, and we'd workshop them over the course of a couple of shows after releasing this album. Um, and so, yeah, we're talking about like you know how do we get like what is the optimal process for this group, and and yeah, we want to get back in. We were also at Rain City when we recorded it, and JJ Heath um, was the yeah, Jonathan Heath, he, he was our engineer. producer, yeah. engineer, and he was fabulous. Like, he Absolutely. just got along with us all so well, and he's such a positive guy, and he can always make the drums sound badass. And I was so selfish, I sort of like, I know the guys will get along with him, so that's good, but I know the drums will sound <laughs> sick, yeah. because he's yeah. behind the, the wheel, you know? So anyway, so that all really worked out well. So just and that's a big thing. Like I, sometimes I've gone into the studio and it's it's you know somebody that's a little bit tougher to work with, or he may have a different mm-hmm. creative mm-hmm. creative style than that works with necessarily your personality. You know, it's not like a bad thing necessarily for everybody that records with them. But sometimes you know if somebody doesn't necessarily mesh with your learning style when you're in there, it can be intimidating and stressful. And no, it's not nice. Recording is. Horrifying sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, like, you, you, you have we to be. Did so- ask like, how do you find recording? And that's a that's a hard one for me because I've had really good experiences and really terrible experiences. And sometimes it was, it was on me, and sometimes it was on, you know, somebody in the studio or other some other dynamic. But yeah. well, you have to be you have to make yourself very vulnerable, right, to do it well. And then you're also doing things over and over and over again. And there's the the yeah. time pressure, and you're also you're paying money for it. So there's just like this whole sort of mm-hmm. confluence of factors making it potentially a very stressful uh, situation. And you're just kind of like really desperate, at least in the first bit, at least in my experience, just like that the person recording you just like gets what you're trying to do. And I sometimes mm-hmm. they, they'll say that, yeah, I got it. Like, I'm, I'm on the same way. And they're just not. <laughs> yeah. and, and ultimately that kind of hurts the process. But it seems like it worked out really well, well for you folks on mm-hmm. on this record, at least. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to be the same, same kind of team with the, who you'd recorded with? I would, I would not be surprised if you haven't played a ton of JJ's stuff. Right? Like, right. He, but he does like metal and punk and like pretty, you know, like gritty indie rock. And, you know, we're not necessarily like any of those. Um, so it was cool to have somebody with that lens apply it to these songs. So, yeah, it's, um, 
It, it was. It was. I think it was. It was a really good choice, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with personal connections. I think like <laughs> social aspects in life. I have a strength with those things. So cool. Well, Thankfully, uh, it could be put to work. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk. You kind of teased the like genre or what you are not in terms of genre. I'd like to get back to that to talk more. But let's get to constellation. This is track two off of the record, and you listen to it on the Vancouver mixtape.
with Cortico on the Vancouver mixtape. We're deep in the baseball conversation because just, you can't escape it. <laughs> but that was Constellation by Cortico, and you're listening to it on the Vancouver mixtape. We have Cortico in studio, and now, you, like I said, you teased it earlier about just a whole bunch of genres that you that you aren't necessarily when you're recording with JJ um, that he seems to be associated with. What would you classify yourself as? Oh, that's a terrible question. I know. You should never do that. <laughs> but it just, because it's so... Fit yourself like into my, a box for us. My, no. My knee-jerk, my knee-jerk Sound- reaction is uh, is going to be post-rock. Sure. But like, there's there's so much more going on than just like a typical kind of moody post-rock thing. Like, what are you... What kind of things are you referencing in your music, I suppose? Because it's all instrumental, right? So It is. It is all instrumental. We had, um, oh, it was really funny. One of the shows that we played, a friend came up to me, and just based on what I had described to him, he, he like came up after the show, and he like scratched his head, and he said, So, piano. <laughs> I was like, yeah, piano. He's like, I thought it would be... Like synth or something? Nope, piano. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> for me, for me, um, and it—it's actually coming back to really enjoying playing the piano because mm-hmm. you know, like lots of kids, I got forced to play piano as a kid, and I hated it. Um, and so after that, when I had my own ability to write music and and play synth again i played like trashy noisy you know like punk sure yeah and i still remember when uh mick and i went for karaoke and he said yeah i got this i got this little project we need like a key we're we're thinking about you know um you know adding a keyboardist and he and, and he described it to me and then played it and i was like Piano. Oh, that's interesting. I can do that. I can pull that off. And I hadn't played for like 12 years. So, you know, coming back to enjoying the sound of a piano. I mean, Michael always loved it. Yeah. I mean, Uh, Michael listens to some pretty out there music. It's like really not represented in what we play. But I think your music taste probably drives the direction of the band mostly. Um, But it's not not what you would expect, though. (laughs) Yeah, I, I l- listen to a lot of instrumental music, um, classical music, and I grew up in the 80s and 90s where a lot of you know, alternative rock, metal music kind of, I think, has influenced me greatly. Mm-hmm. It might not come out in the compositions that I bring to to the band, but uh, I think a lot of the instrumental and rock elements I've kind of fused in for my inspirations, it seems like. Yeah, well, there, there's definitely like a, a, a blending of, like you're saying, like sort of rock sounds and and um, sort of rhythms with that sort of like orchestral or like yeah, sort of or- orchestral cinematic sound that is 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 different as Jamie was saying from what you might get with like Godspeed You Black Emperor mm-hmm. or Explosions in the Sky or that kind of like more I guess again more guitar based or like guitar riff based at least post rock or yeah. whatever, but. It is interesting to me to to see like like you're saying like piano back in like a, in, in a rock in, in what is a a rock a rock rooted band anyway, for sure right I love it <laughs> I've, I've genuinely as a result of my household been listening to a lot of electronic music techno and disco <laughs> and it, that yeah. comes out in no way in this music obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah. but 
I mean, if you look at my my phone, that's that's what I'm listening to. It's just kind of interesting, um, especially because like you were saying, like you grew up in an era where you're listening to a lot of rock and metal and, and yeah. stuff like that. I think like if you slightly tweaked the the way things sound and maybe uh, and, like transposed these piano parts onto guitar, like it's a metal band. Absolutely, but like yeah. because it's p- the sound of the piano, just like totally changes the dynamic and it is it's not metal and it's just i don't know there's there's something when you listen to it there's something like it, it's kind of like a something brand new and fresh that you really don't hear especially from instrumental based rock music a group from the 90s well in into the 2000s too uh, they're called rachel's uh instrumental i don't know neoclassical experimental but the piano is a big part of their sound, and it's something that I always was very drawn to. Um, another like, and I love having the piano in in the mix here as an instrumentation. Honestly, to me, when I first heard it doing karaoke with Mick, I was like, I was like, wow, this this sounds like some this sounds like music that I was listening to in the '90s, <laughs> early 2000s. Yeah. So it is for me. It felt like what's old is new again, kind of stuff, right? And you know, you can get kind of burned out, burned out on the music of the day, and then there's you know that music that just sits with you forever. And I think this feels like music that I would have listened to my whole life. There's also just like playing music that you enjoy playing is mm. is a big part of it too and like it does seem like there's something to listening to the record that like I can picture you know four people in a room playing the record together and I think that that probably goes a long way towards the appeal of it but also just like the drive to continue doing it because you clearly like enjoy playing the music while you're playing it I think the genre that we selected on Bandcamp was soundtrack mm. Yes. <laughs> well, we can that, just cut the whole last. And like, why not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, like that. Uh, yeah, you put, you put that in a movie, and the, like that. Like the that Witcher's work. coming out with another, uh, you know, season, you know and we're like, like, we'd love to have, have yeah. <laughs> indie film director X Y Z give us a shout. We'll yeah. hook you up. There you go. We're Perfect. One song away. Yeah. One song. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And and there is no better song than the one I think you want to play next. That at least to me embodies what like a instrumental you know soundtrack type band like ours you know um, you know <laughs> would sound like if you're you know going for a dr- a, a drive around the seawall or up the sea to sky. This is the that's what the, kind of how I envision or. You know this this feeling almost every time you listen to it, regardless of where you are. The song is "Swell" off the new record "Aeolia" by Cortico here on the Vancouver mixtape.
You are listening to Swell by Cortico on the Vancouver Mixtape here on CJSF 90.1 FM. We broadcast live every single Sunday at 8 p.m. from the unceded territory of the Coast Salish, Squamish, Musqueam, and Saleo with Tooth. You can catch us on cjsf.ca. And you can also find the podcast of this show on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Google Play. And yeah, you can listen to all our past shows there. But right now we got Cortico in studio. And we were kind of just talking about, uh, off air, we were talking about, I guess, how you compose these things. Because they're very much, or at least they certainly come off as compositions more than like a song per se. Um, can you talk about how you you come together to, to create each of these pieces? I think most of the time Michael's coming already with the guitar riff, like at least for this album, because it was a lot of songs from the past creations or, you know, versions of the band. So, you know, the guitar came first and then we sort of combine it with the drums, bass and and piano. So it's and lately when we're writing our own songs it's a, it's a little bit less like that. It's not like he's coming with the whole idea. He has some riffs and then we sort of build it together more. But back then we had like yeah, we had everything mapped out. It was like, you know, not like pop songs like where you just like verse chorus, there's a bridge, so there's maybe three parts. This is more like some of the songs have like, you know, five to seven different parts and then it's not traditional exactly how we play the sequence of those parts yeah so, it's, it's yeah. not like all so it's more compositional four, like divisions of four just because of that it's more sort of compositional in that sense i don't know but mike you may probably add something else but i think that's a very good interpretation <laughs> of it yeah most of uh, if not all my music experience is just inspired what sounds good what feels good in the moment and thank you and and just build off of that for each song sometimes pieces from one song end up in another song that's on the album i'm sure there's a few instances where they've you know pieces have actually been a better match somewhere else with just a different key transposition um but yeah like mick said the last 12 songs were a bit more formulated on my own at home mapped out onto a piece of paper to be you know better communicated to the rest of the band i know for us moving forward we talked a lot more about it being more collaborative so if i have an idea or sean has an idea we kind of suss it out together like we did actually earlier tonight and and build from there and mick comes and starts building off of that and then slowly you know our new iteration of songs has kind of been composed that way and I, I like that more collaborative experience and it feels good and and we're all feeling it together and instead of me alone you know <laughs> in a room <laughs> pen and paper so uh, there's no right there's no right way to do it no absolutely. i think it, it doesn't yeah detract from what you did create for this album like yeah. it sounds great and it came from you know one place yeah and then it's like everybody sort of built on top of it and it worked out great yeah but it is sort of nice the idea of like you're creating things together yeah. <laughs> team building Although it is interesting, I mean, like having played with you guys now for like two years, yeah, and then really focusing on on these songs, and then writing new songs. It's interesting how the new songs that you know we're not going to play today on air are very similar and follow some of the same kind of you know do Meg isms or Mick isms, and and 
that that's fun for me. That's why I want to get back into the studio because it's like you start to like now this is the band. This, this is, these are the characteristics of of this group. Well, I was going to ask yeah, like okay. how does how does like when you're working on them like how has that affected the sound? And it sounds like it kind of hasn't. You all seem to be pretty locked into what the identity of this band seems to be. Yeah, I think it's the next iter- like it's the next level, the next iteration, the next step, and that's that's exciting. And it's always great when you are writing and it sort of happens easy. Like, if you got to work too hard at, at it, making it work, that's, I don't think, a great sign, especially when you're first starting out. <laughs> yeah, no. like it should be pretty easy for the first <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think that, that's always been a challenge for me playing in bands, is you get bored, right? You get bored of your own stuff, yeah. right? You know, so, like, how do you get into a process where you're, you know, writing recording and performing and it's all still fresh for you and I think capturing that is what we're trying to get um, uh, but uh, yeah I don't think again no one has a f- uh, no one's figured that out right now uh, you've referenced that you've all played in a, a bunch of different bands in, in Vancouver and beyond but how is this like how different is this than anything that you've played before because like there's not a lot of bands that are sounding like this locally. Um, like the only, the only, the only thing that my like my brain would go to maybe, and it's still even still, it's a bit of a stretch. Is is like Holy Hum or anything like that? Because mm. like Andrew used a lot of piano. Very generous. And we like him. Oh, we he's, like Andrew. He's, that record actually, is unreal. We actually ran into him in New York. Yeah, he moved there. In yeah, like a random at a. Freaking pizza place! We ran into him. This so whole real. I know. He has a New York small town, right? <laughs> no, no, no problem. Yeah. But, and there's only one pizza restaurant, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Bound to see. <laughs> but like, like even then, there's vast differences between like what he's writing, what you're writing. But there is like a, a there is kind of a through line there. But in that, actually, you that, know, now uh, Andrew expect a, a, yeah, a DM from me. On it's that. gonna be like, you're too in, in a church. We're gonna do this. Uh, yeah. No, that's actually a great lineup. We, actually, what would be Okay, you guys, I mean, this is, you guys know the local music scene probably better than all of us. Like, who is, who's the, who's the ideal lineup for us? Portico, Holy Hom. I are, think you, you would, like, I think Mittens might fit. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, Mittens is like, you know, instrumental we play rock. Them. Yeah. yeah. Um, we love Mittens. We love Kim so much. Yeah. Miss Kim is yeah. the best. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's like come up here and just like single-handedly taken over our show like four or five times. Uh, is that right? Uh, oh. Yeah, it was her, her and Derek come up here and there's such a great time. And their drummer is amazing. Oh, yeah. Evan's in- so good. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, um, but, uh, but yeah, you guys would work well in mittens. Uh, Jamie and I saw uh, Holy Hum perform with uh, a band called Spruce Trap. Oh uh, yeah, at the Trap. the Christchurch Cathedral I'm on, on Burrard, and that was like. That show was. I think that's the best. Lo- that's like that's far a, and away the best local show um, I've but, ever seen. But they're like nice. Christ Church is the, quite the venue. Yeah, more of a like quote unquote traditional post rock band yeah, okay. with uh, d- drums, bass, and guitar. Although I don't know if they're. And I think they took a break for a bit. So that might. But I mean, hey, reunion <coughs> gigs are all the rage these days. So maybe you can leverage that. But I actually kind of hate reunion gigs. Yeah. Like, so oh, you're done with the legacy tours? No way. You're not. <laughs> not going to go see Refuse? <laughs> no way. No way. No. I saw Elton John. And that was pretty good. Okay. Heck, I think it's a legacy tour. You probably well, three-hour show. It was amazing. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's keep this going. So, what? Who's who is kind of maybe not like an iconic band, but like a band we we could legitimately open for, 
like in, that's like up and coming where you know we could email the promoter and they'd be like they'd be like yeah sure you think, could, like yeah local uh, or, or, or just, not even local even maybe even touring yeah like who would be like a mid-level band that we could jump on a bill with where you'd be like wow that that makes sense do you know the band bad bad knock it don't. No, they're from Toronto and they are uh, very rooted in jazz. They instrumental as well. They did a a collaboration album with I want to say, well, I'm going to get it wrong. I think it was Ghostface Killer. It's one cool. wow. one of the so, members of Wu Tang, but they have a one of them has a side project called Local Talent, okay. and uh, they just put out a record. And oh. they're 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 pretty they're pretty great, and I can nice. see I can see. Like your your sounds fitting together well. For sure. There's another band out of I think Berlin called Grand Brothers, and it's somebody a, sent that to us. <laughs> somebody sent yeah. it to us, and They're it was very amazing. like on the same wavelength. Like yeah, um, if just, those guys came through, that would be like a very thermic. very like aligned bill. I think yeah. Huh. Uh, let's hit a song, and I'm gonna mull this over a little more, and we'll there talk we about it more when we come back here on the Vancouver Mixtape. This is Tower again from Aeolia by Cortico.
Tower by Cortico from their new record, Aeolia, which is out now on, uh, well, at least Bandcamp, other places, I'm sure. Maybe just Bandcamp. Just Bandcamp. Just Bandcamp. And, but the band is not just on Bandcamp. They are in the studio with us. Hello again, guys. Hello. This is, of course, the Vancouver Mixtape. We have been chatting with Cortico about, well, the record and about making music and... Lots of stuff, I guess. I know, Jamie, you wanted to delve back into the past a little bit, but I do want to ask what's next for you guys. You'd mentioned having a record mostly written anyway, but other than that, like, what's what's the next thing for you? I think, yeah, we're just going to try to lay down maybe five tracks instead of doing, like, 12, like mm-hmm. a full album. Like, it's I a lot. We're just going to, like, you know, maybe moving forward. Um, yeah, just like shorter stints of recording. Closer together. Yeah, and yeah. it's a little bit more just like as we progress, then we can lay it down as we go and not have to wait so long mm-hmm. to like actually get them down. Yeah. I think finding a balance between all our schedules and writing music throughout the year and just, I think maybe you mentioned earlier, just finding a good process that works for us that we can continue to feel motivated and inspired by yeah don't uh, burn out no too. and right. right and we thought about also um this time around doing some nice demos um like going into the studio we'll have those demos for the technicians so we can sort of like sort of think of post and pre-production sort of so prior you're not- to getting into the studio mm-hmm. which was t- this time it was like hey we're we're coming in now. of course we show them some recordings but sure but you um, you mentioned earlier like having to make a lot of those like hard decisions as you're laying down tracks and as you're recording mm-hmm. and while I'm you know that's that's a way to do it and like there's not necessarily a good way or a bad way it, it yeah. might be useful to be able to think about those decisions or like make the decisions before you're you're in it so to speak absolutely could take some anxiety over the process <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. some uh, cash away from the purchase also yeah less time in the studio yeah well, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah well exactly I think any engineer would be like yeah you have the plan and you <laughs> that's great I don't have to make decisions for you it's interesting also, though, like the many producers would love to like have a bit of a process in the studio where we like collaborate, revolutionize the song and make some decisions that change it maybe even pretty dramatically. Mm-hmm. And I've had that in studios before where we just ditched a whole part and added a new thing and like sometimes even built the song in the studio. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And that's sort of like a different whole as vibe. Like producer you know? as artist, like as like a, a member of the band almost. Or, Definitely or, have a, have to be a little bit more present in the moment where you're in the studio. You really have to be just on, on your toes in those situations, I think. Whereas it's a little bit more relaxing if you know what you're going to be doing first. And sure. sort of like also like you are giving the idea to the producer before so they can sort of process it over time instead of having to be just all of a sudden on when you get in the studio and asking about what kind of vibes or effects we want on certain instruments or that kind of stuff. If if I were to get a tattoo, I would probably (laughs) like go talk to the art. Well, I mean, you might just show up and be like, hey, this is what I want and they'll do it. But if you really want something something that you you are proud of, you might 
give them a heads up ahead of time what, yeah. what you're interested mm-hmm. in, right? It's like a lot of my yeah. first tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it's the reason why I don't have any tattoos, because yeah. I'm scared about that. I think you guys have given us some ideas, but we want to play some shows with like-minded artists, and mm-hmm. you know, we want to evolve our live show. Um, the, the fella, Ben Jakes, who did our artwork, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, has offered to do some like live visuals for us, and if you have a look at the artwork, like if you can imagine it animated, that moving, um, like, oh boy, very oh boy. cool, very psychedelic, and you know he's offered to like do um, that f- like for each song, which is kind of oh, wow. kind of cool, and so yeah. that's again like especially with the new stuff I, is g- going to be really fun to tr- uh, pull off live. That's an element that I've seen more and more at uh, at, at at I mean like it's you know at big shows. Uh, there's always been a you know a certain escalating level of production value mm. or whatever, but um, starting to see more and more at, at local shows where you people are willing to to make those connections and be like, oh, I I have a friend who does animation and they'd be totally mm-hmm. interested in doing this, and it's cool to see different parts of the art scene interact and interface. And in yeah, and we've had people offer to play violin on certain tracks and um, and potentially even sing on a track here or there. I know it's scandalous for an instrumental uh, <laughs> soundtrack band. Voice but is an instrument. Really yeah, is. yeah. we have a friend of ours in Cologne that's doing like a, a remix of Swell. Cool. That'll be kind of like, I don't know. Trip poppy. <laughs> yeah, so that that's going to be really cool. Um, so yeah, we're starting to get into some more interesting collaborations. So that that should be fun. Cool. As as a, a trio of fellas who have been around playing local music for a while, are you I, calling us old? No, absolutely, yeah. I am. <laughs> uh, did you ever like? I guess have you ever had to think about these kind of approaches to performance live? Like this is definitely a kind of project that would like benefit from these kind of layers because it's yeah yes we are mature and approaching this in a mature way thank you jamie very seasoned and you've applied all of your wisdom i I mean i did i did you know coming back playing music after a long time i did i was conscious that the type of music i wanted to play would be age appropriate because you know like (laughs) <laughs> this this is good for for us. Um, I think also though, yeah, having visuals when it's an instrumental band and a lot of people are like very focused on lyrics and that's sort of what they are following, f- like in a band performance. So like it is hard for some listeners to just well, especially to music with no singing and if there's visuals there that could allow their, you know. I don't know, allow them to enjoy it more, I'm, I yeah. think. Well, it's, but you don't have to be as performative than necessarily. I mean, you still can be while you're playing, um, but, like, there's maybe less pressure to, to like, be not yourself on stage, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, but performative can that's be fun, true. too, if it's totally. natural. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and that's, uh, like, so I know some of the best shows that I've seen have been instrumental performances because a lot of it is like they don't they don't have like a singer or a front man that that they're leaning on to kind of carry that and every member kind of leans on that but it's always interesting for genre bands like this like how much more they can do with that live performance because like you've called it soundtrack like you're soundtracking a very I don't know visual thing when you're performing it live right um so yeah that's it 
you you have more doors there to to kind of play with, right? Than the average pop band, right? Absolutely. And I absolutely think that like collaborating with other artists is always the most like exciting thing and you learn so much from it and like yes, you have like your preconceptualized notions of what the collaboration will look at, but I think over the years just like trusting the other person you're working with, just trusting them to sort of use their talents towards it and not be like fixated on what your preconceptions were and it's so that's really hard (laughs) it's very very hard (laughs) Um, but yeah I think it's like worth it when you can just sort of trust both sides of the collaboration and then you just you come up with something much better I don't know well we're unfortunately running out of time Um, and I want to get to one more song uh, from the record uh, so we're going to do that we might have to cut it a little short at the end um, or we can try to swing to a shorter song than Intercept Locust? Let's do Locust the shortest. sure we'll play Locust and then we'll be back to say goodbye with Cortico here on the Vancouver Mixtape
All right, uh, that's it here on the Vancouver Mixtape. That was Locust by Cortico. Uh, we're in the studio. Thanks, guys, for coming in. Yeah, thanks for Thank having Thank you us. so much. Thank you. Uh, you can grab the new record, Aeolia, on Bandcamp. And uh, that's also where, where you can find out more about the band, I think, right? Or is there anywhere else? You got Facebook stuff? We yeah, have, stuff? we have some Facebook All, stuff. all those places. Instagram, <laughs> be our 10th follower on Instagram. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Cortico Band. There you go. Uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for sticking around, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Ooh.